Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. Hey, sister, go, sister, soul, sister, flow. It's time to talk with Jim Boylan. The problem is, if I do his resume, he'll have no time to say anything. He is, I believe, the Forrest Gump of basketball. I couldn't believe. Like, where do you start? He has a ring with Marquette's 77 championship team. He has a ring as assistant coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers when they beat Golden State when they were 73-9. and nine. Uh, Let's see. Interim coach for the Bucs. Interim coach for the Bulls. Uh, let's find out. Jim, coach, what do you start? What do you put at the top of your resume? Well, I think, uh, you know, I had it all set, but now that I've, um, I'm on the radio with, the two superstars of um, yeah. Milwaukee. I, I think I think being on this radio show today might might jump up to number one right now. Oh, good answer, good answer. <laughs> we really appreciate. Now it. we there's only one star here. His name is Homer. Now we know you're a huge liar. All right, so I, I left out the part that you came to Marquette from Assumption College, a dinky little school in Worcester, Mass. And the only reason I knew Worcester is my uncle, Dr. Mike True, taught English there for like thirty years. And when All they right. said you came from there, I said, there's no way he came from that college. Must have been yeah. another Assumption College. But you did, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And back then, um, Assumption College, the two years I was there, uh, we finished. Uh, we made, made it to the Final Four in Division Two both years and lost in the semis uh, both years. But back then, it was um, you know a little bit different uh, terrain out here in the college scene. And a lot of the uh, Division Two schools were, were really, really good. I mean, I think um, I think the Bucks even drafted a guy from Bentley College, which was kind of in the we didn't have a conference, but in the in the uh, in, in one of our regular opponents, um, uh, Brian Hamill, I believe his name was, and yeah. uh, uh, he ended up. I don't know if he made the Bucks, but he had he had a cup of coffee with him. I think. I don't know where to start. I do want to start this. You're on the team in 77, and I'm assuming that George Thompson, they're having a celebration of life today, 4-8 to eight at the Italian Community Center in Milwaukee. Uh, we've Someone described him to me as the original GOAT, but i got to believe he was part of your experience at Marquette. He was a huge part of the experience. As soon as I got here, uh, back in those days, you had to sit out a year. And, um, you know, right away, George, you know, reached out to me and, and um, you know, went over to his house and had me there for dinner and, and uh, just treated me unbelievably. I mean, he, you know, to me, he's the godfather of, of all, all of the, uh, the Marquette program forever. And uh, he was, the, I, I believe, the first, Al's big first recruit and uh, kind of got the ball rolling. And, and he was just a guy that... Um, you know, he you know you come up to you, put your he put his arm around you, and, and and whisper some words of wisdom to you, and always had a positive attitude, and it was always encouraging, and just a tremendous help to me, and uh, uh, remained a lifelong friend. Now, I, there's so many people I can ask about. Now I can ask about Giannis. Now I think you were the assistant and the interim, and then I think. Just before they drafted him, they said we're going to get another head coach. But did did you have any knowledge of the Bucks' interest in Giannis before they drafted him? You were around. Um, I, I didn't really have any knowledge of him. Um, I had seen uh, some some video of him from uh, from the Greek league that he was playing in, and uh, uh, you know, in, you know, super intriguing player with his 
with his length and everything, but uh, no, you know, no expectation that he would turn into what he has turned into uh, now. And, and, you know, that's obviously a credit to him and uh, got to give John Hammond credit for uh, having the, 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 the wisdom and the, and the foresight to see something in him that um, maybe others didn't. So in what you saw, it's, it's amazing how great he's become. It really is, um, you know, because when I was in Cleveland, he was, you know, just starting to come into his own in the league, and uh, we battled them many times. And uh, uh, to see his game evolve and how he's taken it to another level, um, you know, it reminded me of a – I was at Michigan State in 1986 was my first year at Michigan State. Tom Izzo was an assistant. Judd Heathcote was the head coach. And uh, I'm sure that Tony will remember this, but in 1986, the Lakers lost in Game 7 to the Houston Rockets when Ralph Sampson made that crazy catch and turnaround jump shot that went in. And the next week, Magic Johnson was back at Michigan State, and he stayed there the whole summer. And he worked uh, every single day. They had an auxiliary gym right above our offices, 9 a.m. every morning. You hear that ball bouncing. And Magic was up there, and he was on a mission. And one of the things that he worked on during that summer, he wanted to develop a hook shot. And lo and behold, the next year in the, in the finals against the Lakers, Magic makes one of the iconic shots in NBA history, driving across the lane. And what does he throw up? A little baby hook shot and, mm-hmm. and wins it for the Lakers. And, uh, you know, I see that in, in Giannis. I see the improvement that he has made from year to year. The great ones, they get better and better because they work harder than most of the other people. I'll, you know, LeBron James, I had an opportunity to be with LeBron for four years. And, you know, he would take maybe two days off after the season. He was back in the gym working on his body, working on his game, working on his shot, working on his free throws. Uh, You know, just the great ones want to be even better than great. And I'll go back to that story. At the time, uh, Magic was probably, arguably, between him and Larry Bird, the greatest basketball players in the world. And these guys, uh, Magic is, you know, working the entire summer just because he knew that he had to do something different in order to get his team over the hump, get him to the next level, be there, make a play when he needed to make a play. And, um, you know, I, see, I saw that in LeBron. He would do that. And I haven't had the opportunity to be up close and personal with Giannis, but just watching his game from afar, you can see how he has gotten better and better every year. Uh, just look at the way his body has developed and the player that he has become. And it's, you know, it's no secret for young people out there listening. It's all about hard work. And if you put the work in, you know, you'll get the results. And uh, you have the God-given talents like he does. And, uh, you, you know, you, 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 uh, you work on those things and you become better and you become more, you become great, and then you become just an, an icon, which is what he is right now. Yeah, Jim. There's no doubt that uh, Giannis, you know, has the intangibles. He's first of all, he's got the he's got size. Um, 
you know, he's got the the athleticism within him. Uh, again, you, you, like you say, you had to build strength, though. Uh, he had the work ethic, obviously. But uh, somebody had to be responsible for making Giannis into who he is as far as what his game looks like because, obviously, he was not uh, able to just be that dominant downhill, unstoppable in transition and uh, now becoming, even at the half court, if he gets a step on you, uh, you know, the Euro step. Who, who do you think was responsible for molding his game and telling him, hey, this is how you got to play um, and until you do, uh, you know, get some other skills, until you do get a little bit of a jump shot or a little bit of a post game? You have to be just this downhill guy. Who do you think was responsible for that? You know, uh, Tony, I, I don't really know who would be responsible. Maybe Darvin. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure that he has worked with him, you know, over all these years. Um, I don't know exactly who it is. It could be a, you know, it could be a group of, of people, but the, the thing that, um, separates these guys is the willingness. You know, a lot of people ask me often, you know, what was it like coaching LeBron and, you know, who everyone knows his basketball IQ is off the charts. And I said to them, I tell people, it was one of the greatest opportunities of, of my life and my career to, to be around a guy like that because um, he trusted me and uh, he would listen. Um, but it came with a caveat. You better know what you're talking about because if you don't know what you're talking about, you can't BS these guys. So I'm sure that Giannis, you know, uh, in his development, he was a kid who came over, was hungry, um, and got around the right kind of people, the people who were teaching him the right things, uh, you know, talking to him in the right way. And, Tony, you'll know, you know as well as anybody, there's a lot of distractions in the NBA. There's a lot of people in your ear outside the organization. And the great players shut those people out in the sense they don't shut them out as friends but they just don't listen to that chatter because if you start listening to the chatter of you don't get enough shots, you don't get this, you, you know, you need this, you know, that gets in the way often. And you can see clearly that that has not gotten in the way of Giannis, just like it has not gotten in the way of LeBron. Yeah. We, we've, we've probably both seen a bunch of guys who you could tell are hearing that outside noise from those who are, uh, maybe not knowledgeable of what's going on, and just like, hey, you need to take more shots, or you need this, or you need that, and uh, you can you can tell those guys who are that, and, and, you're, and I agree, you're right. Giannis is not that guy. Giannis is all about the work and getting better. Exactly, and then you know, and then it comes down to a hunger to win, you know, and with winning comes success, and uh, you know, a legacy, um, and he's developed one right now, and you know, he's just going to keep getting better. They ran into some issues this year with. Uh, stuff they couldn't control, injuries and things like that, um, or else I believe that um, uh, they would have been in the finals um, and uh, had an opportunity to go up against Golden State. Now, I don't know if they could beat Golden State this year because they, uh, you know, Steph Curry was Pretty playing good. out of his mind. Yeah, he always does, but in the playoffs, but really, uh, um, uh, you know, and when you have a guy like Giannis in the game of basketball, um uh, an individual player can win a championship for you. Uh, it's not like some of the other sports. And, you know, you can do whatever you want to try to take a guy like that out of a, out of a game, out of a series. 
very, very difficult to do, uh, you know, right. very difficult to do. And uh, so, you know, when you have a star that, uh, of that magnitude, uh, hey, everybody can jump on his back, boy, can, and, and he can take you to the promised land. Yeah, Jim, uh, I got I got one last one. Now I'll let Homer uh, jump in here. But no, you two keep talking. No, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> Tell me when you're done. <laughs> no, you're not going anywhere. But I, I want to know because there's there's a lot of talk uh, recently over the last few years about Giannis, right? And, and people you hear like, oh, he needs a jump shot, right? But obviously, there's a lot more talk when the Bucks don't win the championship, right? Uh, but Giannis needs to do this. Giannis needs to do that. I'm always in the camp like, I, I don't know how much I want Giannis shooting threes because he's so dominant at getting to the rim and dominating in, right. in the paint. Uh, where do you fall in that philosophy? Like, as how much how much do you want to see Giannis change his game uh, and, you know, do some other stuff? Well, you know, it's a long season, um, and these are human beings with uh, human traits, and so, you know, when I see Giannis shooting threes and, um, you know, I don't get too concerned about it because um, I know that in the playoffs and when it really counts, um, he's going to do what he's going to play to his strength. And his strength is, you know, getting out in transition, playing downhill like you've stated, uh, attacking the rim, um, getting to the free throw line, um, you know. And, and so, you know, guys, sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of um, – you know, when a guy's guard, you know, 10 feet off him guarding him, you know, there's like, oh, I can make this shot. And, you know, he'll have a night or two where he, where he knocks down enough of those threes. But I know that, uh, you know, when it's, when it's, uh, when it's nut cutting time, he's going to play to his strength. And, and so uh, guys are always trying to improve their games. They're always trying to add something, uh, whether it's uh, perimeter shooting or, or, or maybe, uh, uh, something off the dribble, working on their free throws, uh, things like that. So, you know, I, I'm sure that he's going to continue to get better. Um, and, you know, you, a lot of times, too, when I look at the big guys, especially with the big hands and the, and the long arms, you know, there's a lot of mechanics in, in, the, in shooting. And uh, when you got that kind of length and those size hands, um, th- there's a lot of things you got to do exactly right, you know. Um, and so it's very easy to – uh, maybe you have a shot that looks pretty easy for him and it's maybe four, but sometimes mechanics are just slightly off and, and, you know, and it's not easy, you know, when you're, when you're that long uh, and your hands are that big to, um, to be really, really consistent with your, with your perimeter shot. It's not, uh, it's not something that's um, uh, as easy as uh, for maybe, you know, a six, five, six, six guard or a Tony Smith or someone like that. Uh, you know, so, you know, those are all factors that that, that come into play. Um, but to me, uh, you know, if Giannis wants to shoot some threes, hey, man, go ahead and shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, I would be glad to, to be quiet, but I still have like 10 questions. So that just means, Jim, you're going to have to come back. You're getting texts. The PR man for Coach Bruce Weber, Frank Egan, says, we used to play softball against Jim Boylan at 35th of Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's true. He, I did he, play he claims softball. you would remember that. Do you actually remember that? <laughs> I remember playing. I don't know if I remember playing against him. I had I had some uh, some really good uh, uh, some really really good teammates. I had a guy named Phil Higgins was uh, yes. on, on my softball yes. team. Legendary, legendary, legendary. Soft, soft, I've, yes. I've never seen a guy hit yes. a ball 
as yep. hard and as far as that guy used to hit it. I mean, it was scary. Scary. You know what they called him <laughs> later? They called him the Bo Jackson of slow pitch softball. Like, whatever they said Bo Jackson did playing baseball, he could do it playing softball. So you picked a great for some, teammate. For some reason, he, he decided one year not to play in the professional league or the semi-pro league or whatever. He, they were flying him all over the country. He decided right. to play for this bar, this bar team that I was playing on. Oh, so, man. <laughs> it was great. All right, so we'll talk again because I certainly have questions about down 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors. They're 73-9. Did you, all right, well, yes or no, did you always believe in that series that you could win and would win? Ne- never in doubt. Never wow. in doubt. We'll save that for the next time. Jim, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll do it again. All right, Homer. See you, Jim. All right, see you, guys. Jim, see you. Jim Boylan left out probably half of the things. He might have been with Michigan State when they were the last Big Ten team to win a national championship. I have to look that one up. Next.